are on live. Uh, welcome, everybody. Jeff Armbrus, and we have Jason Debold live from Las Vegas. Um, we are going to start our call here. We are at uh, Thursday, the 20, what is it, 26, guys? Keep me honest. 26th of January, our leadership call. Uh, before we get to our guest speaker, just a few um, announcements or, or recognition anyways. Wanted to give a, a shout-out to our three coaches. And on the coach call this week, we had uh, Nancy Cattardi, Tricia Smith, and Chris and Elizabeth being recognized for different things. Uh, since you're on, Christy, I heard your voice. Why don't you tell us what Tricia was recognized for? She's my second diamond, or my third diamond coach. Congratulations, and that time. makes yeah. you what? Two-star qualifying. Two-star, yeah. Congratulations to you. Um, Lance, are you on? Okay, I know Lance might be running a little bit tardy. Kristen Elizabeth was one of our new Diamond coaches that was announced, so congratulations to, to Kristen, who got the recognition. And Nancy, are you on? I'm here. What were you recognized for? I sold four challenge packs. <laughs> right. And um, Jason, you got any recognition? Uh, no, let me follow up after. Okay, that sounds good. Um, guys, we have a, a guest speaker today who finished number three last year, and I think it was right about this time, Lindsay, if I recall, where I met you for the first time at the Florida Game Plan. I think it was this exact weekend, to be honest with you, because it spilled over into February where I met you for the first time, and I've been in awe of your journey um, for the last year. You've uh, you really kicked it into high gear, and you ended at number three for the year for top coach and uh, made elite this year. So you've obviously been turning a lot of heads with Beachbody. I had tons of requests to see if I could get you on a call over the last several weeks, and we're really honored to have you. So, guys, what we want to do is um, turn it over to Lindsay here, if, if you're uh, ready to go, Lindsay. And what I, what I you know, we, we message each other a little bit. I know that one of the things that I'm really interested in hearing is just basically, you know, what you did over the last year, what clicked for you. Um, you know, I had the pleasure of hearing you speak when we were all sitting around the night before the game plan in Florida there and really was kind of amazed at your, your journey and the, the, the um, you know, the discussion we had there. But what, what is really working for you, you know, what, what is making your, your bombshell dynasty really just kicking butt? I mean, you've got four of the top 25 teams right now in the new the, the Success Club Team Challenge. So we kind of want to hear what's, you know, what's been your secret, what do you think has really worked for you, and, and love to hear anything you have to say. Well, thank you for having me on, first of all. I appreciate it. And I, it was exactly a year ago um, that I was at that first game plan. And I kind of want to just go briefly over where I came from so people can kind of have a different perspective of me than maybe they do now. And, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, I'm doing well now, and that's great. But I had challenges to get there. And so I think it's always good for people to hear where people came from so that they can see if they relate and realize that it's kind of achievable for anybody who's willing to work hard enough for it and, and smart enough for it. And so... Basically, um, back about two and a half years ago, three years ago now, I was bartending. I had never owned a business. Um, I did always feel like I had a big purpose for my life. I had a big dream, and I wanted to do something where I was helping other people, and I just wasn't sure what it was. And so I ended up 
getting pregnant and it was totally unexpected. It was something that I felt like, why is this happening to me now? Because I was just about to do something with my life and all this, you know, doubting what God was doing in my life for real. But I ended up having my daughter um, premature and she had a grade three or four brain bleed and a lot of complications. It was really, really scary. Um, But because I was a bartender before, I didn't have any insurance. And the only insurance you qualify for when you're pregnant is very, very limited. And so uh, when you have a premature baby, it's about $10,000 a day in in medical stuff. And I ended up with $400,000 in medical debt um, from my daughter's birth. And so I ended up having to, at 24, file for bankruptcy. And I had, before that, completely perfect credit. I had owned a house at 20. And it just felt like my life was, like, completely out of control. And not only that, but before, I had always done stuff that I kind of relied more on looking good and, and kind of modeling and doing the bartending thing, and that was my thing. And so I lost my identity because, you know, now I had a sick baby and who I loved to death, but... It was very, very challenging, and then I had this bankruptcy over my head, feeling like a complete failure, not knowing how I was going to get out of this. And so anyway, I was watching uh, late-night infomercials <laughs> because I was feeding my daughter, and I happened to see P90X, and I ended up buying it. Um, and I completely fell apart on it in the beginning. I couldn't finish it. I decided to post a video on YouTube to commit myself to it, and um, lo and behold, obviously, that video took off for some reason. And I called Beachbody to find out if they had a referral program. Um, nobody recruited me. Nobody ever talked to me about coaching. I didn't know coaching existed. And so I signed up through the phones the day that I called when I found out there was a program. And so I was randomly placed under somebody's inside leg, and they are not actually active in this business. So I really had um, not much support upline to get going. Uh, I didn't know anything about it being uh, – network marketing or anything like that. I had no experience in that, and I never wanted to be involved in network marketing. So, but you have to remember, I was desperate, and so this was like, if I could do something with this, if I could support my family, um, I had to do it. And so when desperation met, met decision, it was time for me to make a real change in my life, and so I decided to figure out what I wanted. I wanted to help people. I wanted, I needed to make money, and I couldn't use the excuse of not having someone to support me And so what I did was, instead of complaining about it, I decided that, you know, I was going to do this. And if I was going to do it, I was going to go full out. I was going to do the best I possibly could. I thought, you know, if all these other people on the leaderboard, so what I did is I looked at the top 10 people and I looked at their stories. I tried to learn as much about them as possible. I watched what they did. I friend requested them on Facebook. I thought, you know, like these people aren't much different from me. There's, I don't think that they have anything that I don't have or that I couldn't have if I worked hard enough. And six months in is probably when everything clicked, um, and that's when Jeff met me. I decided that I was going to start leading by example. I had been a product of the product, but I was going to do the little things that people overlooked. Like I was going to be on every national call. I was going to be at events. I was going to be um, going through all the online training. I was going to do personal development. And I was going to do the things that they, I saw the top 10 coaches doing, which was branding themselves as not just Beachbody coaches, but branding themselves, finding something unique about them and creating like a niche market. And so um, I came to find that my niche market was newer moms, people that were trying to lose either that last 15 pounds or that needed to find their identity again. And I could click with them because 
I had been there. And so I concentrated on that market. And when the new year came last year, um, I loved the idea of a clean slate. And, you know, all those people like Josh Spencer who kicked butt in 2010 and I watched him and he's a huge mentor for me. Um, I watched what he did and I said, you know, I can keep up with him if we start at even. So I started back in July of 2010. So obviously he was six months ahead of me. I knew I couldn't keep up then. But January 2011, it was a different story. And they had the uh, trip to Cabo. That was like the big carrot last year. And I decided, you know what? I am going to win that trip. There's no way. Nobody's going to stop me. I'm just going to do everything it takes. And literally, I worked day and the eight hours. <laughs> but um, I proved. Uh oh, I think we lost Lindsay. Oh, really? I'm there sorry. you are. You're back. You're back. Here we go. Oh, sorry. Um, anyway, when I won that trip, it, it proved to myself that, like, I, if I focus on something and I say I'm going to do it and I commit myself to it, I can work hard enough. I can work just as hard as anybody else to achieve things. And I knew that the only way I could lead my team to do things if I first did them myself. And so you have to lead by example with your team. That was, like, a big lesson for me. Um, you need to be vulnerable and real and reliable, or I'm sorry, relatable for people to really connect with you. And so I think I built that foundation the first six months. Um, my posts had integrity, meaning I didn't post about how great Shakeology met me, made me feel and then post like six minutes later that I have such a headache, I feel like crap. And I see a lot of coaches who don't have integrity to their posts. They, you know, will say some things on there that maybe shouldn't be on Facebook and, you have to remember that everything that you put out there, um, people are seeing and they're going to be judging. And if it is your real business, if it's something that you want to do, then there has to be a lot of integrity to your post. Um, let me see. I tried to be, when I was creating my team, because it was just me, um, I tried to be the, the leader that I wished I would have had. So everything, when I thought back on the times when I struggled as a coach, um, I tried to take note of that and I tried to, whenever my new coaches came in, help them in those areas because I knew that the same issues would probably come up for them that came up for me and which would make me a better leader and be able to help them even more. Um, I never try to – I try to under-promise and over-deliver. So I don't promise people the world. I don't tell them when they're coming, becoming coaches how much money they're going to make or um, how we're going to just turn this into this life-changing – um, thing in about a month or whatever. I don't tell people that. I really just tell them it's really about them living up to their best potential and then they can inspire other people to do the same. Um, and then I over deliver. So something I, that's something I learned in service in the service industry is, is always, you know, giving people more than they expect. So you want to set the expectation low and then blow them away. And, and so I feel that's what something's uh, that's special about my team is that we really do go above and beyond. Like, I don't just sell too many a product and then, like, peace out. I got my success clip point. I'm good. I send them personal thank you cards. I talk to them all the time. Um, I continually follow up with people, and I really make them feel like they're a part of our family. And so um, we have people that are just customers of mine that wear our shirts around, and that gets us marketing. Um, let me see. I wanted to cover a few different things on that. Uh, I just said Brett Blake today that it was originally 
my challenges that I started running last year that hit this whole reason why they started doing challenges because what we ended up finding what happened um, I built for challenges we would start these summer slim down or um, spring swimsuit challenges and stuff like that and we started to, cre to create relationships with these people so you started going through the journey with them it wasn't just about like one-on-one -on -one coaching we were in groups and we saw these people start to connect with each other and they would share things much deeper than just, you know, I want to lose weight. It would be about the real issues of what was going on with them, what had made them fail in the, in the past. And um, we had these people who were having transformations and, of course, wanting to pay it forward and become coaches. And so we had quality enrollments coming in. It wasn't just people that were money hungry or uh, discount customers. It was people that already had a great transformation, already felt like they were part of our family and really wanted to do something powerful with it. So I had these people come in business and they killed it right away. And so I feel like um, now you guys have even a better chance of doing that with these challenge packs because there's so much of a discount and there's a system set up and it's just so much more duplicable to do it with challenges than it is to do it one-on-one uh, -on -one with people. And then you get these getting started right calls going and you don't really know what to talk about. And with challenges, you can take someone, go through the journey with them, by the end, they have already know exactly what they need to do as a coach. They need to recruit for a challenge, and they start it, and they go through that same journey that you took them through with these other people. And so it's just been very, very powerful for our team, and I think that's why we're doing so well right now because we had already been doing that for quite a long time. Um, let's see. I think it's important to know your value as a coach. Um, a lot of coaches undervalue what we do as coaches, and you're afraid to say, you know, like when somebody says, well, why do I want to coach? Well, you need to understand the difference that a coach makes. You know, somebody just buying a fitness program, how many people own P90X from an infomercial but never even start it, um, let alone finish it? And having a coach there, I mean, that accountability is priceless. And so I think a lot of people undervalue themselves and are afraid to stand up for what you give somebody as a coach. And that's something I was never – I've never been shy about saying is I know – that I go um, above and beyond to try to find different valuable information that I can share with them about diet or nutrition, but not just that. I try to find out things that help people get past um, struggles in their life, or I try to get little things from, uh, especially Shalene Johnson with her push book, going through that kind of stuff with them to help them overcome and set goals and um, grow as a person. You know, Jason just got done going to Tony Robbins in Vegas, and it's stuff like that. I do that constantly, not only for myself, but so I can provide more value as a coach to the people that I'm coaching. And that's something I think that's really important for you guys as far as personal development goes, so you're always getting better, and so you can always become a better coach with more value. Um, when I prospect, I think I do it a lot more, a lot differently than a lot of people do. Um, I've talked to some of my coaches just recently, and this is something I was at Fit Club because one of my coaches was struggling with challenge packs. He doesn't have a lot of retail, and he was like, what am I doing wrong? And I think a lot of people, um, they think an exposure is just sending somebody a Facebook message that says, hey, I've got these challenges. Um, I really think you should join them. But the difference in what I do is I build a relationship with somebody first. I'm going to be more interested in them. Um, before I try to get them interested in what I have to offer. Because the more I go back and forth with them in a conversation, the more I'm going to find out how I can best serve them, not sell them something. And 
so when I do that, people form a trust with you. They feel like you do have their best interest and, you know, you're not just trying to get a point or whatever. And I think that's a, a problem in Beachbody right now that they're having is, you know, people are being pushy salespeople and it just doesn't work like that. Not in this, not in this industry. You have to be a giving person and you have to build somebody's trust because when you do that, they're going to send their friends your way. I get so many referrals. People wonder why like Wayne Wyatt and, and me and, some, and Josh Spencer and some of these people that have ridiculous amounts of success club points, how will we find these people constantly? We don't anymore because to so many people refer people to me that I've helped because I help from a place of like love. You know, I really do care for them and I want to help them become better. And so when you approach it that way, you never feel icky. You never feel like a salesperson. You never feel, um, think of how you'd want to feel. I mean, I hate being sold. I hate when car salesmen or um, people that are greedy sales or selfish salespeople try to sell me. It immediately turns me off. So I always treat other people how I'd want to be treated. If somebody's trying to really do something that they feel is going to help me, then I'm so much more likely to buy something. Um, also, if you're going to follow, I'm not really big on scripts just because I try to um, customize everything to the single person that I'm talking to. But if you use Tommy's five-step process, uh, I found that a lot of coaches, when I did a, an event recently in Florida, they were copying it word for word. And yeah. I'm really, really against that just because you have your own voice. Like you have your things about you that are special and unique and it's the things that people love about you. And so I really feel like you need to take the message, you know, keep the message the same, but like tweak it to your personal voice, what you sound like in person, um, something, make it unique to that person that you're talking to. Like don't just create the message and have it say, hey, blah, 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 challenge thing, whatever. Go to the wall and see something they did recently and post about it. If they had kids, you know, be like, oh my gosh, I saw that picture of your you know, daughter, I can't believe how much she's grown up. It's crazy. You know, how have you guys been? And then start with a message that you want to get to. But you have to make it personal. And then I wanted to, before I hand it over to you guys again, uh, kind of go through a couple things that I've done right in my challenges that I feel have made it really successful. Um, okay, good. I'm making sure you guys can still hear me. Yep. Um, once you have your group finalized, uh, one of the most important things that you can do is keep them engaged and connected because uh, when I first started them, all I did was like kind of pop in once a day and see, you know, did you guys get your workouts in? And that works the first week, but they get really bored with that. So uh, you really want to make sure you're providing them with valuable information, you know, on nutrition, on fitness, on goals, staying motivated. And if you don't know a lot about those things, Google is your best friend. You know, you can seriously learn anything about anything on Google, and there's constant flow of information for you to post. You also, you know, you should be on the journey with them as well. So if you're not doing a program right now and you're not following a specific program, I really, really feel like that's, like, the number one thing as a coach you need to be doing. Uh, you should be on a constant pursuit to be better, you know, like I saw, talked about with the personal development. Um, make sure it's fun. You know, be creative with your assignments and, and the way that you deliver them. So anytime I have something that's, like, super long, I'm not going to write a 10-paragraph uh, thing for them to read. I would never read something that's more than 10 paragraphs. I'm very uh, short attention span. And so what I do instead is I make, like, a three-minute video because 
they're way more likely to watch that three-minute video, and it's going to actually have a bigger impact than if you were just to type it out. And it might be something powerful. So I always try to think of unique, fun ways to do stuff. Um, I also constantly post assignments that ask questions, specifically fishing for who my future coaches are. So things like, you know, think of the people you love and then write down the names of five people you'd like to inspire with your own journey to start their own journey to get healthy and fit, and then what would it mean to you? This is already going to, like, start to make them think about, you know, what it would be like to inspire somebody with their own journey. Then those are the people in the future that would be in the first challenge groups, those five people. Um, I also invite them to, like, sneak in on a new coach call or one of our team calls if they want, and I'll post a link so that they can jump on. And I kind of take note of who does jump on, and those are the people that you watch, you know, to become coaches. And they all – you want to get them to know each other because that peer accountability is, is crucial, and it will get them through the tough times when they have that person to kind of lean on. I mean, you will be amazed. If you start asking the right questions of people, they will start spilling their life to you. And the more that they let out, the more that you can figure out, okay, is this person right for, for coaching or is this person just really on this amazing journey and you're going to help them become a better person and, you know, go live their best potential. You can kind of figure out the more that you engage and, and really get to know people. So obviously my number one thing is like to get to know people and build those relationships. And Jason and I talked about that the other night, uh, something that Barbie does well as well. And it has been the biggest difference maker because when my team gets together, when we do stuff, it's not just about the business. It really is. We all care about each other. We all know each other very, very well. And it really keeps us, it keeps us sane <laughs> and it keeps us going, you know, in times that are, are frustrating when you have those people to lean on and you know that they understand you, it's, it's very important in growing a solid business. You de definitely don't want to waste your time building a deck of cards. So, I think that's pretty much all I had to cover. But if you want to, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to ask. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Lindsay, I'm going to read you something that you wrote, okay, that's really resonated with me. It's kind of like what I philosophize to my team all the time. But you said it in such an eloquent way that we actually made it our statement on our team page. Oh, wow. um, I saw you post this in the Florida um, coaches page, and I just want the people on the call who might not look over to the right there or see me repost it, you know, with, with your initials at the end, um, to hear what this means because this, I think, is the epitome of what, you know, you described as coaching and what we do. And it's, um, I think, so important for people to understand. It lets them understand that, you know, we're not selling things to people. We're truly helping them. And that's what generally will get those products in their hands and in their lives. So I'm going to read this. And it basically says, to become a great leader in Beachbody, you actually have to want for your coaches and customers to succeed on their terms and for their benefit, more than your own benefit. Remember that the next time that you try and sell someone, the first time you talk to them, or try to pressure your coaches to rank advance so you'll hit diamond. It's not about you. It's about truly helping others achieve their goals. That's when you will naturally begin to hit yours. Give more than is expected or required. Go above and beyond. You will win people over, and they will bend over backwards to do the same for you. You remember writing that? I do. That really hit home for me. And, you know, 
Jason will attest to it. I'll attest to it. Lindsay will. I don't care where you're at, what rank you are. We all get inspired by different things, and that's one thing that just fired me up that day because that's it's kind of like what I you know learned from watching Doug Fitzgerald and, and Tracy Morrow and some of these other people who I just you know related with and how they and and Jason you know my coach. That's the things that I you know like to 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 make my coaching about. But that statement kind of summarized everything. So um, I, I want to thank you for writing that because that really um, kind of gave me like a platform to really show the team what it's about. You know, you when you wrote that, what, 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 you know, what was at that day, you know, that time that you wrote it, was there a certain situation or something that happened yeah. that, to put that out there? Yes, actually there was. Um, this was just a, probably about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And um, I think when people get very close to diamonds, they get – kind of greedy and you get a little bit to where you're frustrated you want to rank advance you want to go and and I I had one of my coaches and he was writing me in frustration because of his coach not doing what he wanted them to do and the thing about this business is you can see I see potential in so many people you know I have this one girl I mean she has this amazing potential but if that's not their goal you you can't push that on people and so yeah, yeah, I might want to be whatever star diamond ranking, but if I'm focusing on my goals and I'm not working to really find out what, what that person wants, then I'm doing a disservice not only to that person, but to my own business, you know, and, and the way I treat it. Because if you go into this business, success, or I'm sorry, if you go into this business and it's all about you, you will not go above, above diamond. It's just not going to happen because Diamonds you can get to pretty pretty selfishly, but it's the star diamond rankings where it has to become about somebody else. And so I had a long talk with this coach, and I told them, you know, that this is the sign of a real leader. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't change the way that you do things, if you don't change it to be really about other people, you know, take yourself out of the equation, none of those other things are even possible. So I made a lot of sacrifices, a lot, to get where I am, a lot of sacrifices. A lot of sleep that would never happened, and a lot of time that I had to give away spending with my daughter, and it's because I had a legitimate reason um, that I was doing it. You have to be very, very clear in your why, and I truly am in this for the right reasons. I'm in it to really make a difference in people's life, and that's this year, you know, last year was all about establishing myself and making sure that I can support my family, which thank God I can now. Um, but this year is about really, really making an impact in people's lives. And I think if people knew that from the beginning, if they realized that and they focused on it being about other people, they would see that diamond, that star diamond, come so much quicker, you know, when you focus on the right, the right things. Yeah, this business has a funny way of keeping you approach, um, honest in so many ways. And you hit it yeah. on the head that, yeah, you can get to diamond, you know, without too much issue. It's, it's going past that that really shows, you know, your your true leadership ability and, and, and how far you're really going to go in your organization. And your team isn't growing because you're only focusing on you, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very, you know, that's very visible to us. And that's, you know, that's, that's what it is, guys. It's about, um, you know, that coach that you brought in, like Lindsay said, that may have been some success point somewhere back. But it's, it's, it's working with them and really finding out what they want from this and setting up calls with them, setting up, 
you know, a lunch date, a workout in the gym, to get, get inside and figure out what we can do to get them to their goals. Many of you on this call I have one-on-one calls with, you know, and, and that's what this is about. It's about connecting with those people, and you just said it so well. So. Um, the other thing I just wrote down here, and I know, I know if I know Jason well, he's got some things too he's going to bring up, but um, before I turn it over to him um, and then the rest of the crew, you mentioned something that I, I, I really agree with too, Tommy's points are, are wonderful. They've, they've really been revolutionary for a lot of us on this call, been responsible for a lot of us really getting and connecting with more people in the challenges. But, you know, what Lindsay says is, is something that I'm doing. Um, I am using the skeleton of what he says, but you have to sometimes take those messages based on that relationship with that person, and you've got to tweak it, you know, to, to not sound robotic. You know, and Tommy, for you know, I've talked to him about this, and he, yeah, you know, he, the the statements are there to be your skeleton, but you definitely do have to add that personal touch to it. So just make sure you guys are doing that, not sending them out exactly the way it is. I mean, it might be okay for that first step, but when that person responds to it, you know, that's when you're you're on stage. That's when the spotlight is on you to really step up and learn um, and develop that report, that relationship with that person. So. The steps are great, um, but make sure you are putting that personal touch in there. Puck, what do you got? Oh, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, you, you sound good. Awesome. Um, I, I, really, I wrote down a couple of things. Um, I really love the fact that Lindsay touches upon, and this is one of the biggest concepts this week at a business mastery for um, Tony Robbins. And this was like a $10,000 class, like, I, my price was a little bit different, <laughs> but um, like, and I was sitting next to millionaires in the audience, and like the, the one of the girls who was like really humble and was there with her husband, they had a seventeen million dollar a year company, and I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty amazing. So there was a lot of value being added there, and I think everybody walked away. In fact, you had the option of leaving that first day and getting an entire refund if you weren't convinced that it would produce an extra million dollars of revenue for your company. Um, so that's a pretty neat and amazing guarantee to give back. But one of the things, in fact, uh, Tony Robbins lays out a seven-plan goal, and the object of that goal in the long run is to create a, um, raving fans and an atmosphere of, of raving employees. And I was just really moved that that was kind of the overall message of Lindsay's, you know, speech today is that that's really all she's tried to do and, you know, build the team up, you know, coming from a place of love and support in doing that, she's really built up this great team that feels a close knit affiliation. And, you know, they, just like she said, she did what in the, um, bartending businesses provide more service than they expect. And in doing that, you can just provide better service than the competition. And yet people will always come back to you and get referrals. The job in any business or the, the goal in any business is to get to a point where you just have if you can make um, about fifty happy customers, you get to a point where the referrals coming back are, are so good that you almost don't have to keep, you know, advertising and marketing. And Brian Tracy always says that the goal is just to get to a point where, you know, maybe if, if people come to you, that's fine. But if they don't come to you from a point of a referral, and even a referral from a happy customer, then maybe you pass them off to somebody. So if you can get to the point in a business where you're only working with happy referrals, that's an amazing place to be. And it sounds like that's where um, Lindsay's going. 
So again, heads off to you. One of the questions I had is you you say how you um love to do lots of interactions with your coaches, you know, and, and send out cards and you know do um, sounds like calls individually one on one and and I know that you know in my position I think Jeff and several other people I call are getting to the point where I would love to do our calls with each one of my PS coaches. But if I was to do that, you know, that would take, what, 150 hours a week. And so, <laughs> yeah. right, at some point that's not feasible. So I'm wondering if you're running into, you know, any problems with time management and, and providing that level of support that you want to, but not having enough time and resources to do that for everybody and how you're managing that. So, yes, definitely as my business has grown, I've had to um, – have a level of, they have to have a level of skin in the game. So I'm only working with the willing. And so I'm not going to try to get stuff out of people that are not, not actively engaged. So I only work with the people who are really going after it um, personally, one-on-one. I'll work with everybody online. We do our team calls and we do a lot of training um, that I hold for everybody. But the people that I decide to work one-on-one with are people who have proven themselves um, that they're willing to put in the effort that I did. And so one of the good things about me being having to go it alone was I realized they have it made. I mean, being able to have somebody to go to and, you know, have questions answered and team calls and all that stuff, any one-on-one interaction is like that's a perk. And so it's not I expect things from them if they expect to get that back from me and because of the challenges, it makes it very um, duplicable with new coaches. So I've seen that I've had to spend a lot less time um, babying newer coaches because they kind of get into it and they go. And so saved a ton of time. Um, with customers, I do have, like, basic scripts that I have for different things that I've written before, like, you know, with the thing that Jeffrey read. Um, once in a while, I'll be divinely inspired and write just an amazing note to a, to a customer, and it's really heartfelt, and I'll save that note and say, okay, if that question comes up again, I'll, I'll repost that. So it saves me time, and I'll change things up for the, the person I'm talking to. But the general message was powerful, and it was could be used multiple times. Um, so that definitely saves time. And then uh, I would say like the personal touch stuff, I mean, uh, cards and stuff like that, a lot of them I can have, uh, I make Billy do, my fiance, and she has to do some of the, the dirty work on sending t-shirts out and stuff like that. But eventually your time gets more valuable and only the things that you can only do are the things that I'm focused on. And so um, closing, sales, stuff like that, I always deal with. Sometimes he'll write certain people back that are just random messages. But I find the things that only I can do, and that's the stuff I focus on. So those one-on-one calls, and I do let them know, you know, they're they're not an hour long. They're, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. But we have a purpose with those calls. Um, we let – it's not just a general we're going to sit here and talk over and over. We're going to have a focused um, reason why we're on the call and a mission. And then to the next call, if they want to have a next call, there's going to be some type of an assignment to accomplish to show that they're willing to, you know, like I said, meet me halfway. So that saves a lot of time too, because some people fall off and don't do the assignment. It's funny you said you uh, utilize Billy a little bit because um, you remember my daughter, she danced with yours at the, at Josh's wedding. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's my little secretary. I've, I've hired her to do some of my, 
<laughs> logging awesome. my workouts, things of that nature. She gets a kick out of it. So That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if I can get London just yet, but <laughs> soon. Five. You got anything else, Jason? We'll open it up to uh, my the team page is kind of blowing up, so I know people out there have some questions, but my team sometimes okay. is shy, Lindsay. So yeah, I, I don't want to take too much time if there's a lot of questions on you, the team page. But yeah, um, and I think what you're saying there is, if you work with the people that are willing, you know, you will that time is always well spent. Right. And, you know, the number of people that are actually doing the tasks every week and coming back, you know, that they're worth, you know, the time that you spend with them is invaluable to keep developing. Exactly, exactly. And I think that no matter who it is, you know, including Tracy Morrow and Rich Gerald, you know, no matter how big those teams get, you'll always have time for the people that are doing the best. And that kind of goes back to the 80-20 rule, you know, 20% of your team is going to be doing 80% of results. And if you take your personal time to work with them, that's always going to be a rewarding, you know, multifold. Right. And don't get caught, you know, working with people that are not giving the effort. And just because you see their potential doesn't mean you can drag it out of them because, you know, you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves or who's not ready to put in the, the skin. Exactly. Um, so you talked about doing videos, and I love that. That's a great idea. We haven't heard much before from other coaches is that, so I'm going to write an email or a message that's going to be longer than a few paragraphs and just take the time to do a little video. And I love that right. idea. One of the things, though, um, I've encountered with that is that when I do that, I only want that video to go out to a certain group of people. So mm-hmm. is there a way that you make those private, or do you make those kind of public things all over for everybody to see, or how do you so- do that? On on YouTube, you can do um, unlisted, so only way they would be able to see it is if they have a link, and so that's what I do with most of them, and then, so they're not even on your channel, so if, if somebody goes to your uh, YouTube channel, they're not on there. Um, you can also do private, so if it's something really personal, um, you put it to private, and you can list that person's name, and that's the only person that can see it if they go to the link for the video, so depending awesome. on what it is, you have the options there. Yeah, awesome. That's what I was going to suggest, but I kind of wanted to hear it from you is the idea of using unlisted, and then you just pass whoever you share that link with, you know, is going to have the ability to do it. And, of course, they could share it with other people, but, you know, your core group is just going to keep it within themselves. So that's a great technique. Um, A couple other tools I wanted to ask you about. Um, You say that whenever you develop a nice email or a message that you'll try to save it. What's your management tool for saving all these email templates that you've been working on and and build up your library? It's not very fancy. Um, I just have on my desktop a a folder that says scripts, and then I I have a Mac, so I use um, pages for the most part. But uh, I have pages, and I'll put the script there, and I'll, I'll name it, whatever specifically it is, and then throw it into that script thing, and when I get to that email, I can quickly um, take my hands on my mouse and go up, and everything disappears. I can pick up that script and copy and paste, and done. So that's been awesome. the easiest way for me. Okay. I'm not really familiar with pages. I think that's like Microsoft. It's like Microsoft Word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and one thing that Dallas Carter, you know, also a great coach that we're fortunate enough to be friends with. He shared the idea with me of Evernote and what that allows you to do is save scripts, you know, online. You can access them from any computer and even iPhones and iPads and stuff like that. So um, that might be something 
I don't know if you I have not. heard of that, yeah. I don't leave the house very often, so. <laughs> if you're stuck to one computer, then it's not as big. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the other tool I wanted to ask about, well, two more questions. I'm sorry I take up so much time. But um, the card, you know, you, you implied that after some point, sending out cards is going to be a little difficult. So are you using um, just handwritten cards, or are you actually using a tool like uh, you send it or something like this? Um, I'm trying for the most part, as long as I possibly can, to send out actual handwritten cards because for me, anytime I've ever gotten a card in the mail, it's something actually really special and snail mail is rarely used, but um, I've gotten a lot of amazing reactions from those just because people, they know how busy I am and so the fact that you go out of the way to send them a personal note, they're blown away by that and that's when you create like a lifetime customer, you know, somebody who feels um, you really, really do care about them. So as long as I can possibly do that, I will do that. And I think when I can't do it anymore, I'll probably hire a secretary to do it. So it's something awesome, that I'll continue. Yeah. I, made, I made actual cards that are, are like uh, Bombshell Dynasty cards, and they're personalized and stuff. Awesome, yeah. The, the, another strong point that was emphasized this week, and, and I hope these t- little tips from Tony Robbins is helping everyone, is the the option of using leverage. So like you say, if you don't ever want to give up the, the handwritten atmosphere. And I've even done some research on uh, hand or snail mail, as you refer to it. And, and something in a white envelope with blue felt tip marker handwritten, it's opened like 90% more than, you know, any other color or something being typed or printed out. So, I mean, that's just another little uh, tip and trick. Um, the other question I had was, yeah, the logos, and you, you've alluded to that two or three times, you know, with your cards that have the logos and your shirts, which is awesome. You're, you're definitely um, branding yourself and your team. And I also noticed that um, for that Super Saturday, it looked like you made up a background. So, yeah, just if mm-hmm. you can share any more about, I don't know, what something like that background costed you and how effective you think it is. And I think it would help everybody just to – talk about how you designed your logo or what came into play with that because it's so important that when we go out there we go out there in a steady fashion and all those different resources kind of refer back to the team that you've built so the reason i decided to do um, a brand and a team is because people love to be a part of something so you know you're going to get all kinds of different personalities and some people are um they're very strong leaders, they're independent, and they want to do their own thing. And then, But most people um, want to follow somebody who they feel is strong, has integrity, and um, they want to be a part of a mission. And so something I learned at a Danny Johnson seminar, and this was after I established my brand, but it really solidified what I was doing, was you know, probably 70% of the people that become coaches are what they call a pearl personality. They're in it because... They want to make a difference. They want to help other people. That's their number one driving force. And so especially with our team, we have a very, very high presence of pearls. And for them to be a part of something, it really sort of like what you would think of like a sorority, even though I was never involved in sorority. But there's a bond there. They're a part of something, and, and they feel connected to people that they've never met. And so when they know that they met somebody on their team, it's like, there's a comfortable thing there. And so I really, really dug in with that, and I wanted to do T-shirts immediately, and I wanted to um, get the logo so that when somebody saw us, they would know, oh, that's the Bombshell Dynasty, or that's, I've ended up 
putting the dynasty at the end because it started with Bombshell Inc. I owned a company, really small company called Marketing Bombshells when I was young. Um, so I stuck with that. But I put the dynasty thing at the end because the word dynasty means um, a family working to it together to achieve great success. And so I thought that's perfect. And then the guys can be team dynasty. So uh, we kind of went with that. I got the, dev- uh, the logo developed, I think, for like $100. Um, and we own the rights to it. You can stick it on everything. And it really is nice because you can throw it on all your pictures. You can throw it on all, uh, car logos or whatever. And it becomes known. And people know that that's that team. And once you have a well enough established team, then people start to find you on the web and they hear about, you know, oh, that's that team from, from Beach That's a really strong team and they're doing really well. And that's, you know, with the leaderboard and stuff like that, it's just powerful to see uh, a team growing. And so anyway, with the uh, backdrop thing, that was something we did specifically for Super Saturday, but we wanted to kind of start investing more into our brand. And uh, it cost, I think, a hundred and. Seventy dollars, I want to say, and it's something that you can use at every fit club, at every event. Um, it's just more marketing. We had an event photographer come, and other Florida coaches were taking pictures in front of it, and it has our website and it has our logo, and you know, so it's kind of cool if people were to see it randomly, they might look it up. It's just more ways to get your brand out there, and I think it's it's pretty powerful what it's done just by branding that team rather than just branding myself has been pretty cool. Oh, did you say about how much you paid for the banner? Mm-hmm. $170. Oh, wow, yeah. That's really affordable. And something all the team, and even I saw Carl was, like, take pictures in front of it. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, your journey has been really great, and obviously, like, some great results. Um, I, I think I remember, like, your initial video had the Oakland Raiders thing on, and the first time I saw it, I'm like, yeah, somebody's faking these results to make, you know, their business good. And I've actually seen some people do that. So, yeah, like, just, you know, gorgeous, obviously great results. But I think what everybody can take away from this call is not, you're just not, not just a pretty face. Like, you can hear um, the innovation that she has, the integrity, and, and what a true leader she's become. You know, Shailene Johnson says that a, a great manager is good at organizing people, but a great leader just gets followed, and I think you're really demonstrating that very, very well, and so I hope, you know, this, this call gets shared around a little bit, and people realize, you know, how amazingly intelligent you are, and any way that discredits that isn't doing it justice, so thanks for, so much for being on the call, um, let's open it up, Jeff, and if you have anything on the wall, or anybody else have questions? Yeah, before we go to anything on the wall, um, I'm just seeing a lot of, of responses. But, guys, do you guys have any questions out there, anything you want to ask? Uh, make sure that you guys are taking yourself off of mute. And uh, I, I have a question. Hey, Christy. Okay, um, I have a question. Um, I would like to know, um, I, when you do the um, personal calls with your runners, um, you give them assignments. Can you give us an example of some of the assignments that you give? Yeah, um, so when we first start out the calls, we, one, the first, very first assignment is to clearly define their why, and I'm not just talking about, like, you know, one statement. I want, like, paragraphs of exactly what they want, because I need a clear vision for myself to lead them from there on of where they're looking to go with their life. And and then the next one, the next assignment that we do is um, their three-month goal, their six-month goal, 
their year goal and their two to three year goal. And I'm I'm just really all about uh, knowing where you want to go in your life because I was I didn't know for a long time and I kind of wandered and didn't really accomplish anything for a few years. So I found that when I was clear with what I wanted, things happened to get in line with that dream. And so I have them uh, clearly defined to me what they want to do, and we set activities to each of those goals. And and so uh, there's certain uh, every single week they have certain KPIs that they have to say, you know say their goal is to get to um, 20,000 PV and I'm sorry 20,000 uh, team volume then we're going to track every week what their team volume is and uh, how many coaches came into their business what their other coaches are doing are they rank advancing and just tracking things like that so if they're not being accountable to um, giving me those numbers ahead of time so that I can analyze them and then you know get on the call with them then I don't do the call um, we have little things, uh, activities and stuff that we do in between that, depending on what the person is. But those are the main three that we always start with is um, clearly defining what the goal is, what the, like, the why. And, and I think of a why as a goal. It's not just um, this random reason. I think of it as something that's going to continually evolve. So finding out the clear why, finding out the goals, their priorities in life in general, and then working out activities to hit those goals. What do they need to do to hit that three-month goal? And break it down into weekly activities um, and monthly activities and that kind of thing. Wonderful. I have one more quick question on about the T-shirts. Do you mm -hmm. give those to everybody for free, like um, what right when they sign up, or do you charge? Do you um, do you give them to your customer? You said you gave them to your customers. Can you kind of tell me how you're doing that? Yeah. Uh, no, they pay for them. So they pay the – some of the T-shirts we have now, we really went for quality because I want them to be cute. <laughs> and uh, so people will wear them. And they pay between $15 and $20 depending if they're going to be delivered or not. Uh, the people that are getting them for free, I decided with challenges that their end prize would be – they would get a shirt, and so the shirts cost me um, $13.50. It could because of the shirts that I got. You can actually get them a lot cheaper, but the shirts that I have are $13.50. A $13.50 investment for somebody who has an amazing transformation and most likely will become a coach is so worth it. And so that's what I decided to do as kind of a gift to those people that um, they have to submit their results each body challenge, and they have to complete the program and go through the challenge, and they get a shirt. And so a lot of those people become coaches, and they get a free shirt. They don't have to worry about paying the $20. That's awesome. And then customers are also the people that are in the challenge, and they want them because a lot of them want them right away. Um, right. They are welcome. They're welcome to buy them. So. And are you just promoting those to like your customers, like on your challenge page, or just to something that comes up in conversation? Honestly, I don't really promote it that much. Most of the time, one of them will start to ask, and then I'll say. Uh, guys, I'm going to be taking an order here soon. What do, how many of you want one? And it's actually shocking how many people want. I literally sell $1,000 in shirts a month. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We're just we're in the process right now in developing our own our, our our own team shirts for the first time, and I'm starting to see that too. A lot of people who want them, and we're debating right now if we should just buy them and sell them to them, or just make them available through our person that's getting them, and they can purchase them on their own. It's kind of it's kind of surreal. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts how many people want them. Thank you for breaking the ice, Christy. Um, 
Anybody else have any other questions? Thank you, Lindsay. I learned a lot from your call. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Okay. Any other questions, guys? Come on. I told you I had a shy team. There's there's 50 <laughs> people on the call and everybody's shy. Or you're talking to mute, guys. So are you doing right now, Lindsay, are you doing any P90X2 or Les Mills? I'm just curious. Um, I'm actually doing Shaleen Extreme. Okay. And I absolutely love it. I've never done it before. And I'm on day, actually, I just finished the two-week mark. So. That's your program of choice before we go to Atlantis? Yes, it is, and I actually think it'll be uh, amazing. So we'll see. You'll see the results when I get there. Yep. Okay, guys, we got about uh, five minutes extra. Any other questions, comments? I'm getting a lot of just wonderful, wonderful type things, Lindsay, but no one's asking questions. You must have really covered things well. Awesome. Um, yeah, you touched upon Danny Johnson, so it sounds like you've attended some of those seminars and stuff. What's your experience with them? Maybe how many of those have you gone to? I am all about them. Um, that's actually my future goal is to sort of step into the same realm that Shaleen's done. And so it's important for me, obviously, to be at those things and uh, learn from them. I, I think you need to have a goal, you know, beyond Beachbody, what does it mean, what do you want to do with your life? And so that's my goal. Um, I'm going to Danny Johnson this weekend. She's going to be in Orlando. And um, she came from the network marketing business and so it's really great for us and so I'm bringing a lot of my team members and she does a lot on um, the different personality types and that's something that I attended back in July and it made a biggest difference in my business because I'm a very competitive person if anybody can't tell <laughs> I, I'm very competitive so all the challenges that Beachbody throws out I get really into it that's how I drive my business forward um, but all of my team is not like that you know there are them that are like that. You don't want to motivate everybody the same way that you're motivated. You want the personalities plus book that they talk about a lot with Beachbody that um, Craig Holiday really recommends. Well, it's huge for me because it made me realize, oh, everybody doesn't like to be like pushed and, you know, come on guys, we got this. We're going to be the biggest thing in Beachbody. Well, they don't get in, you know, not all of them get into that. They want to just help people. And so you have to, um, you have to be the one that changes your personality to meet their personality. And you have to find out the flaws of your personality so that you can work on those flaws and become better and, and find your strengths and, and find the strengths. And so I feel I've become a more uh, well-rounded person by attending seminars like that. It makes me open to my eyes to something new every single time. I'm sure Jason, going to Tony Robbins, I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing. When you leave there, you're like, you feel like your eyes have been opened again. So I try to go those as much as possible. Awesome. Great. And is that local to you? You're traveling out to California, I think, for that, right? What's that for, Danny Johnson? Yeah. It's actually in Orlando this weekend, so it's about two hours from me. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad. Good. Mm -mm. No, but I've gone all the way to, like, St. Louis. I go wherever. And even when I was flat broke uh, when I first started this thing, there was no events in Florida ever before. And in two months, in the, I got pennies together and went to um, – Chicago to a game plan event and that was really the catapulting part for me so if you guys ever have an event that you can go to you need to go because it really does drive your business not only what you learn but the people you meet you know seeing the potential 
um, that this happened in other coaches' businesses. It really does ignite something in you to see that normal. we're all normal people, all the people in the top ten. I know them all, and, you know, we're just normal, and there's nothing crazy special about us. We just really, really work hard, and we really believe in what's possible for our lives. So that's all I I love that. I, I kind of, and I'm sure you see it too, Lindsay. I know Jason does, and I'm trying to get my team to not look at it this way, but sometimes when you hit a certain status, people kind of look at you as kind of like a, uh, like you said, like a celebrity. And right. It's, it's, it's an uncomfortable feeling to me because I'm just Jeff. I'm just a coach. And, right. you know, like you said, the, the thing is, is we all work hard, and we just want you guys to do the same thing and don't ever feel like you're afraid to approach us or anything like that. Um, that I, I love that you just said that because that's something else that really kind of resonates with me. And it was, like, kind of surreal for me at, at Summit this past year. It, it was much different than the year before, and it was um, almost embarrassing. And I'm sure you're going to you, you see that quite a bit now, Lindsay, and we are yeah. just normal people, guys. Yeah, that's why I wanted to share my story in the beginning because I think people forget. Yeah. They just view you as, like, oh, you're on the leaderboards and stuff. And, you know, that's great, but that's not who – I am, you know, that's just something I accomplished yeah. and you can all be there. And that's what I think I hope that I proved last year is I didn't have support and you guys do. So you have amazing support and just to realize that and take advantage of that and, and know that you can accomplish really anything you put your mind to. Yeah. So. This, this, no matter if you're a five star, a 10 star, a 15 or a brand new coach, this thing is always a level playing field because all we're mm-hmm. doing guys is, helping people that we know, people that we can inspire. And that's what this is about. And that's what's obviously going to, to grow your own coaching business. So there's no, there's no limits no matter where you're at in your business. It's just a matter of making that decision and putting in the work that you know is necessary from seeing other people and going to do it. You know, and it's just it's so true. Yeah. Anybody else have any questions before we uh... – Go over one final housekeeping item I just wanted to bring up uh, with a, an experience I had yesterday, um, just to kind of remind you guys to help out in, in something. But before we do that, are there any other questions for Lindsay? I have a question, Steph. Yeah, go ahead, Stevan. Uh, what um, books are you reading right now, Lindsay? Uh, my two favorites right now um, have been The Millionaire Mindset and um, – John Maxwell's Developing the Leader Within You. Okay, thank you. I'm always looking for a good book. Yeah, Millionaire think? Mindset's huge on branding, so you should definitely read that. Did you read the um, the book that Carl assigned to us, Lindsay Tribes? Tribes? I uh, listened to it. I listened to part of it on audiobook. I need to go way through it still. That one really hit me, too. Yeah, I like Tribes. I, I listened to it on audio. I guess it's a good book. Good. Another tip I'll give. Um, I'm old school. I actually read it. <laughs> yeah. The tip I'll give, though, if you want to do more personal development, is when you download these audiobooks, or even if you change a file to audiobook type in iTunes, then you have the ability to play it, play it on double speed. And, you know, it sounds a little weird at first. But your mind has infinite capabilities. So, you know, just because it sounds weird to hear it, you're still in, you know, interpreting all that information. So, you know, an eight-hour audio, you can get through in four hours. So, like, Tribes, I listened to on the way back from Tony Robbins' David Destin in Palm Spring last month, you know, in a four-hour book, I think I listened to in two hours and got all that information. That's Yeah, that's a great one. 
and Jason and Stevan and, you know, the, the, the question that you just asked, Stevan, just, you know, I, I want everyone to understand that personal development, you know, you heard Jason's out there in Las Vegas right now with Tony Robbins and Lindsay done the Danny Johnson seminars and I've been to a couple things. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean, guys, that just because we went to these that you're not going to be able to get that level of personal development. I mean, you can get that in the question Stevan just asked by reading some really good books. You know, we, it's one of the things that, that I've been meaning to do, and if somebody wants to take the initiative on the team page and create a, a document and recommended readings, you know, you can do that by picking it up, like Jason said, through iTunes and audio form while you're doing Drive Time University. You can pick up a book and do it 10, 10 pages or 10 minutes a night. I mean, everybody on this call has the ability to do any level of personal development just by picking up an audio, picking up a book, or... Um, you know, interacting with, with some of the coaches, that's personal development. So anybody can do it without having to go to an, uh, a seminar of, of the nature they, they, they talked about. Uh, two freebies that you guys have changed my business. Um, number one, the back office, Craig Holiday's eight-week series is unbelievable. Um, that was originally what kind of got me fired up when I first became a coach. And then um, back in January when I won that coach trip, I went through 30 days of the Shaleen Johnson um, push. It's, it's like shaleenjohnson.com slash push. It's a 30-day um, goal-setting series that's just un- unbelievable. So I definitely heard of me winning that month. And the Craig Holiday one you mentioned is actually in the back office, isn't it? Yep, it's free. Yep. And that's part of what you guys pay for, your 15 bucks a month. That's in there for you to use at any time you want. It's there. Yep, and it's tricky to get to, so you go to um, news and training and then go to events, and then it's under conference call archive and then uh, conference call webinars, and it's in the middle of the page. Yeah, I'm hoping unbelievable. Some, I'm hoping someday they make that back office a little more friendly to find things. Yeah, one day. Although they did add that new, I don't know if you guys noticed it, in the upper right corner on the main page, the breaking news, that news archive, that thing rocks. In the upper right corner, right above where all the breaking news is, it says News Archive, and it brings up a page showing you, like, all the different things that they talked about over the last six to nine months. Hmm. It's really neat. I just They just put it up there yesterday. So, um, I thought I heard somebody else when Steven spoke up. They had a question. If I'm, if I'm right, can you please speak up again? Hey, it was Nancy. Hey, Nancy. What was that? Stevan stole my. He stole my question. Oh, he stole it. <laughs> that just means that great minds think alike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I have a question. Sure. Who's this? Um, this, this is Sam. Hey, so, um, hey, Samantha. When you first started Beachbody, how did you find your prospects? With being a new mom and a full-time bartender, how did you find the time? Uh, I just, I honestly, I use social media pretty much 95% of the time. And I just started sharing my life with people on Facebook and um, putting things out there. And I don't, I don't tell my coaches to always post about Beachbody. Like you don't just want to post links. You don't want to post um, Beachbody videos in the back office on your, your newsfeed. People don't watch those. But if mm-hmm. you do share stories and you share people's results and you talk about your own journey, um, people start to think fitness when they think you and that's how you start to brand yourself as as somebody who can help them and the more you uh, appear real and vulnerable to those people the more they're going to contact you 
or you can watch your news feed for people to post certain things about them that might spike you to say, okay, that person is looking to lose weight or that person is going through a struggle right now and they need a change in their life. I, I watch my news feed for that kind of stuff. Okay. So I, I started with that. Okay, thanks. And would you say also, too, just, just to kind of go a little bit further, Lindsay, that there's still, um, I, I, I do much the same, you know, we follow each other on Facebook, so we both see that, but don't you think there's also a real fine line to making sure that you're also mixing in normal life, you know? Yes, absolutely. 20, literally like 25% of my posts may be Beachbody related. The rest of them are, you know, really putting ways out there that people would connect with you. So I share a lot about my daughter and I share my life experiences, certain things that happen, funny things that happen. You want to make it as interesting as possible so people start to watch your feed. Yep, because... And questions, questions, ask questions, because people, um, uh, Facebook does a different thing now where if people don't ever check your stuff or comment on it, they don't see your posts in the news feed anymore because you're not quote-unquote popular. So ask questions. People love to talk about themselves. Give them an opportunity to do that. That's a great point. That is really good because the privacy thing and how Facebook has restructured that, you're right. There's a lot of people that I don't see in my newsfeed anymore. So what she just said is gold, guys. Start using some of your statuses to ask questions. When you get people who want to answer, they're going to start showing up in your newsfeed more and vice versa. They're going to see your stuff more. So that's a great, great point. Um, but, you know, Sam, just make sure that your page is a mix of everything and that people – People see, they know that you're that person to go to for Beachbody and, and questions and fitness, but they also see that, you know, Sam enjoys hanging out with her, you know, family, things of that nature. Okay. There's a fine line. I see, and I know Lindsay, yeah. I know Lindsay will know what I'm talking about, and a lot of you yep. do. I see a lot of coaches who out there, and they do nothing but just puke all over their page Beachbody. Yep. Every it's other post horrible. is about, you know, this or that, and, and that's actually more counterproductive than it is productive. Absolutely. And if your name is Beachbody Coach anything, you need to take it down. Yep, you need to change that. Because <laughs> you just look like a salesperson. Yep. Okay. Uh, what other? was that? To change your name from Beachbody Coach anything as a, what, a screen name? What are you saying there? I don't follow have you ever seen somebody that has their name Beachbody Coach Lindsay Matway or something like that? It would say like their first name would be Beachbody Coach and their last name is like Lindsay Matway. So it comes across as Facebook, you mean, or your your personal pages? People are doing that. I think a lot of people, yes. you know, on their oh. fan pages, which I think is okay because that's what they're setting up for. But their personal pages. Mhm. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, their personal pages, I see it quite a bit. You know, when you get friend requests, you'll see that. It's really when you get friend requests, you'll see it quite a bit. Yes. You know, I, I can understand the fan pages because you know, that's what you're setting up. You're setting up mm -hmm. a fan page as a coach. Right. All right. Well, we're, we're holding everybody over here quite a bit, um, but I want to get down to it. Um, so you say the number one question that you ask all your new coaches is what's your why? Um, the whys change over time. You're successful now. You're looking at, you know, being one of the top, what, two or three in the, in the company. So what's Lindsay Matway's why? You know, if, if your upline coach um, came to you and gave you that question, what would it be? And then maybe number well, just answer that question first. So my, my why this year is um, I want to do what's happened in my life to my coach's lives. So um, by the end of the year, I want to have five coaches to where I am now and, um, to help them get there. And so it's less about my personal getting as many success clubs as 
as possible. It's really about um, duplicating leadership for me this year. And so my main focus is finding those people um, and then helping them every way possible to get to those goals. And, you know, if I could have more than five at Five Star, that'd be amazing. Um, that's, my, that's my why this year is just to really, I want to see um, my effect be in as many people's lives as possible. So to really have just a, a team that's succeeding all around. And that's why it's so powerful for me when I saw that leaderboard, even it's only a week, you know, to see four people, four different teams up there, that is probably the best thing you could ever give me right now is, is not me being number one. It's like, I would rather see them number one. Yeah. Awesome. Truly awesome. And then one other question that comes up a lot and I, I know I get frustrated in answering that sure it's come up with a lot of other coaches is that um I know your position is not one of the most highly coveted positions (laughs) yeah I know that you don't have a lot of support from upline coaches and stuff like that so maybe if you could just kind of say a word of um I don't know hopefully inspiration as to you know how you built that without strong support from your upline and and really um with this company there, there's no bad position. I mean, there's some positions that are better than others, but you have to do work in your business no matter what. Right. So what do you say, Lindsay, to someone who might have a chip on their shoulder because of where they feel they're placed? Okay, so and then I, I think I got this one down because <laughs> I, get it, I get it a lot. Um, so the way I view it is there are kids out there that when they turn 16, they are gifted to Mercedes. And, you know, I was never a girl who got anything. I did, I've worked for everything I have my entire life, um, and I didn't get a car I, until I earned one, um, until I was 17, and it was a beater. But I guarantee I respected that car and treated that car a lot better and appreciated the work that went into that car a lot more than the person that was just given a car. And so I look at the same thing with positions. You know, some people get very lucky, and that's great, and and they hopefully appreciate it. But there's a lot of people that don't, and they do, they just feel like they should be given stuff. And I feel like if you go through life feeling like you should just be given stuff, then you're missing out on the absolute amazing feeling it is to accomplish something. Oh, and yeah. you know, when you the feeling I have now, knowing I built this by myself, sometimes I feel like it was a blessing. You know, actually, I, I do. I've accepted it as a blessing because I grew so much more into a leader, so much faster than I probably would have um, had I had somebody kind of being the leader for me. And you can choose to be a victim or you can choose to be a victor and show people what's possible. So which one do you choose? And that's kind of how I leave it. Here, here. Here, here. And I bet you I had a worse car than you did, Lindy. Mine was an 81 Dodge Omni that I had to push start. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> and I was dating my wife, so every like five times I prayed it would, you know, would start because she actually helped me pop that clutch a few times. So. <laughs> Mine was a '94 Escort, so it wasn't much better, but. Yeah, Escort. That was my second car. <laughs> Lindsay, I really appreciate that because, I, you know, I, I built, my, I mean, like I had the support, an upline support. Um, that, you know what I mean, a team page and everything, but I had to build both of my legs by myself. 
And, um, and you know, I just chose, you know, I'm a hard worker and I can do it. Yep. And that was kind of my attitude. So this is really refreshing. It's just so awesome to hear you say that and to see where you are by just truly caring about people. And it's a real, real inspiration for me. Don't you love that line? You can be a victor or a victim. Yep. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, it, it does. And it it takes longer and sometimes it can be frustrating, you know, when you see people that maybe aren't working as hard as you and they've got this nice stuff. And um, But I'm telling you right now, think of the day that you are in this position and you knew that you built it by yourself. It's just amazing. You'll get there, you know, if you keep working hard. And it takes a couple people getting it like you get it to completely turn your business around. So. Awesome. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you're definitely you so more than welcome to stay on if you want to just hear us close it out. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, and we look forward, Jason and I, to returning the favor. I hope uh, you do take us up on that. I definitely will. I definitely will. Awesome. We'll see you um, in about a month and a half in Atlantis. Yes, no, actually, absolutely. I'll see you next month. Game plan. Uh, yes. The game plan, yes. So I will see you All there. right. Yeah, let me know if you need help with anything there, too. I will, definitely. Okay, guys. All right, guys. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks again so much. It's really um, generous of you to come on up to other people's calls, so I really appreciate that. And I just, I, one thing I want to leave um, is that you can fake being good at this for a while, but you can't fake being good at it long term. So there's, there's, no, there's no doubt the people that rise to the top are there for a reason. It's just good to see you know, sometimes the good guy getting rewarded for it. So congratulations. You're definitely one. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. Take care, Lindsay. Bye. Guys, do we um, – Stephen McGlure, are you on the line? Stephen, are you on mute? I know he was on earlier. He, um, he alerted me to something yesterday, guys, that I wanted to touch base, touch with, base with you guys on because I know a lot of you experience it. They see it, and it's frustrating the whole idea of seeing Beachbody copies, things of that nature, being sold for far less than we are as coaches. Obviously, they're pirate copies. Um, a lot of different people have expressed frustration to me, and I know Jason's heard it too, and Jason and I both have lost people to that. And our compliance department um, is doing wonderful jobs and getting as many of those things tore down as possible. And we had an instance of that yesterday, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. So just to know that you guys can make a difference too when you see it. Um, one of my coaches, Stephen, messaged me yesterday. I want to give him full credit for finding this. He had an issue with um, one of his customers who was, you know, kind of uh, teetering about buying insanity from him. And finally he found out, you know, the reason the guy was holding up is because there was a guy on, or a guy on YouTube that whole, had the whole Insanity series, all 12 DVDs uploaded. And he messaged me and said, there's this guy that's got it on YouTube, the whole series, every single workout. And I'm like, that's not possible. I thought YouTube had like 20-minute limits on their videos. And he sent me the link. I went to this guy's channel on YouTube, and sure as heck, every single Insanity video was up there from pure cardio to the, the second month extreme workouts. He even had the bonus one, the weight, the weight, the weight, the sports performance. Everything was up there. I could not believe it. Anybody could click on those and just work out from YouTube. So, you know, we, we got Stephen connected with compliance. We sent the email, and, and corporate had that thing shut down before I woke up this morning. 
So the compliance department is there, but they can only do so much on their own. They're watching you know, YouTube, they're watching eBay, they're watching those little Facebook ads on the side of us, but they can only do so much. What, what I saw last night with how quickly they responded, it just made me want to mention something tonight because you guys can make a difference too. When you have somebody who tells you they bought it here or buy it there, perk your ears up, get the information, and send an email to compliance at beachbody.com. You will get immediate action. Those people do not mess around. And I was really so tickled and how quick that they got this channel shut down. This guy's whole channel shut down. Um, he's probably going to be facing some type of ramifications. I mean, Beachbody's probably giving him a warning this first time, but I guarantee you this guy won't do it again. So, you know, that's just something I feel is really important. And whether you guys think you're not or you may be making a difference by not reporting it, you, you're just hurting us if you're not. So if you're seeing something, you know, rather than, you know, definitely bring it to my attention if you're not knowing where to go with it. But it's a very simple email to compliance at beachbody.com. Put the link in there, something, anything that you see, and it will be taken care of immediately. Any questions on that? Awesome. Um, any closing remarks from anybody? Any questions for Jason and I? Otherwise, we'll give you guys the rest of your night back. You got anything, Jason? Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty good. Marlene's out here, so um. Tell her I said hi. Give her a hug for me. Yeah, I'm gonna meet up with her for dinner. So. Okay, uh, we'll let you guys go. And everybody, if you're uh. In the area, don't forget about our game plan, February 11th. We're getting down to crunch time, and there is going to be a limit because of the room size, so we will be cutting off registrations at some point, so don't wait too long. Get registered. Okay, guys, everybody have a great, great night. We'll talk to everybody soon. Thanks, Jason. Cheers.